This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, we're going to have a fun show again, of course, with all my friends and car enthusiasts. Uh, At the bottom of the hour, Brian Moody from Auto Trader says they have the 10 signs to be able to tell if you are a car enthusiast. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, But first up on the show today is BJ Colleen, automotive journalist extraordinaire. And uh, she's got some automotive news. What's going on, BJ? Hey, you. <laughs> Where are you today? Do you really need a quiz to see if you're an enthusiast? Really? Just go out in your driveway and look at all your cars. I think that pretty much answers that question. So. Right? I know. Well, <laughs> but listen, it's going to be fun because if they have 10 signs that you're a car enthusiast, I can't wait to find out what those 10 signs are and how many of them that I am. So, uh, you know, we'll stay tuned to see what that I, is. I think you're 20 of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I know. I don't think the average person would really understand how car crazy people are. If I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. So, I know. agree. They don't know the depth of our craziness, but you're right. Well, so. speaking of craziness, what kind of news do you have from the crazy car world? Oh, uh, I got a lot of crazy car news about EVs. It seems to be the way of the world now, unfortunately. Oh. I wish I was talking about big V8s and V10s, and yeah, it's not going to happen. So. Yeah. Well, but, you but, know, yeah. um, I am starting to see quite a bit of pushback. I got to tell you, it's starting to happen. I think, you know, like everything else, they're going to get away with as much as they can. They, whoever they is, that's up to you, until you push back and say, knock it off. So, you know, we vote with our dollars. Don't forget that. That's a key thing. Oh, you got that right, especially with the prices of vehicles. And now here's some other bad news. The Chevy Bolt, which was recently named to that list of vehicles that you're going to get the $7,500 tax credit back on, they're killing it. They're killing Chevy's killing the Bolt. The EV and the EUV will be gone by the end of this year. They said that there's some new EVs coming out based on their Ultium platform, which is their electric battery platform. But a lot of the reason is to take over the Orion factory to build Silverado EVs. Because let's be honest, GM said that they want higher profits. And the profit on the Bolts is minimal because they're not expensive cars. They're probably two of the least expensive EVs in the market. And, you know, the Silverado, they can charge a ridiculous amount of money for. And the sad part is that GM sold a lot of the Bolts, almost 20000 in the first quarter. And like when you look at the Nissan Leaf, they only sold 2300 in the same time period. So I just don't understand, hey, I'm going to kill this because we want to make more profit, even though we're pleasing people. So GM just is in their own little world with canceling you know, CarPlay and Android Auto and just taking out the inexpensive vehicles. I I don't understand where their heads are at unless it's just all about profit. And that's a little scary to me, isn't it? Um, it's disturbing. But I, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break early because I have to play this song. Because anytime they kill off a EV, okay. to me, that's like, here comes the sun. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a little break uh, and we'll come back and get some more news from BJ Khalid. Stay with us. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, I say, 
Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Elvis. Little sister, don't you? Uh, my little sister's on the phone here, BJ Colleen. Don't you tell me no lies. Uh, she's talking about some news in the auto industry. They're killing the Chevy Bolt, B-O-L-T, B as in boy. Uh, and maybe they just weren't selling enough of them. But anytime you hear that they're, you know, they're trying to shove electric cars down our throat... And then they're they're killing one that was supposedly kind of like the uh, the one that was getting the most miles per charge and all this stuff. All of a sudden, boom! They're killing it. Oh, well, interesting. But I, you know what, Alan? They did sell twenty thousand of them in the first quarter of this year. So I yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, Why are they killing? I mean, but you said it. They want to they want to use that plant for something. But, yeah, Silverado, which is going to give a lot more, you know, money in their pockets. Yeah, probably so. Um, anyway, I, and honestly, nothing surprises me anymore with the auto industry when they say, "Oh, you know, we're going to kill this brand or kill that or not brand, but mark." I guess is what it boils down to. This yeah. car or that car. When a brand, I don't know if you could call like Oldsmobile a brand. I guess it probably is. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, you know, when they kill a brand like that, Pontiac. Mercury, yeah, you know, yeah, Scion. I mean, look how many have gone away in the last. What has it been? You know, fifteen years or so. A lot, yeah, quite a few. So, but when they kill off one like this, you know, maybe the the bean counter went. You know what? It's electric, but we're not making any money on it. Build some trucks in that factory. That's what you're saying. I bet that's how the conversation went too. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Anyway, what's up? What other stuff? Even more EV news. It's interesting. There's a group called Bumper, and they did a new study, and they said that a lack of access to public electric car charging is the biggest barrier to EV adoption. They said it's also where these these chargers are. They said more than 7 out of 10 chargers are in the richest U.S. counties, and that means even with all these, there's barely three EV charge ports for every 10,000 people in the U.S., so, you know, people go, well, the infrastructure's there. It's like, no, the infrastructure is not there for electrified vehicles. And it's certainly not there for people that don't live in affluent neighborhoods. So it's, it's you know, it's just the, the EVs are catering to a specific crowd of people that have money, that can put, uh, you know, charging units in their home garage, that have $80,000 to spend on a vehicle. Yeah. And so when you talk about forcing everybody to buy these cars, 
you're just not looking at the big picture. And this is the biggest problem with politics and everything today is they don't see the big picture. And the honest truth is right now, EVs are only still 7% of of adoption sales in the United States. That means 93% are not buying electric vehicles. So Um, what does that tell you? Do me a favor and do the math. Three divided by 10,000. Okay, hold on a second. Because I can't do that. I know. So three <laughs> divided by 10,000. Right. Is 0.3. What is that? Oh, a million? Oh, I don't even know. I'm, I'm so bad at math. There you go. That's how many charging stations there are per you know, 10,000 with 7% of the cars being bought. I'm doing some funky math right here, which means, okay. which means, and this is my Einsteinian type thinking. Okay. Hell no, that ain't going to work. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> that, basically, that basically is the truth. You're absolutely right. So. I was doing some math, and what I came up with, the answer is, let's see, I'm going to carry the point three and for 7%, 3% by 10,000. Hell no, that ain't going to work. But anyway, but you know, uh, lo- logic has never gotten in the way of politics, so it doesn't yeah. matter. You know, it's just that's the bottom line. Well, so. it's just lunacy the way I see it, because <laughs> it for whatever reason, they are trying to push, 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 push. And there's so many more important things that they could be dealing with than trying to smash these things, you know, the square pegs into the round holes. By the way, that would be square pistons in round cylinders. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to work. Yes. No. So, um, I just, honestly, I, I, I give you an example about this whole electric thing. I have a 40 foot gooseneck trailer for getting hay for my livestock. Okay. And uh, cause as you know, in the last year I've become, you know, farmer Allen, right. me and Jeremy Clarkson. They, honestly, I, if you watch that show, that's my life, honestly, same exact thing. Okay. Um, and so I, every so often I will go and I'll get, you know, two to 300 bales of hay and it weighs a lot. So I have this gigantic trailer, and I have a, a, a one-ton GMC dually uh, crew cab, kind of a nice truck, 2012, so it's not new. And I pull into the gas station with a 40-foot truck full of hay. And you can still do that with a gas station. A regular, it's a shell station. I can still pull in with my 40-foot trailer because every so often you should get gas before you even hook up to your trailer or diesel in my case. But right. every now and then, you know, it's like, all right, gosh, I just didn't have time. I need some fuel. So I pull in there. Imagine life, <laughs> you know, with one of these ridiculous three out of 10,000, three charging stations per 10,000 people. If I need to get uh, electricity for my truck when I'm hooked on, because you're talking about Chevy Silverado. Those Silverados will tow. They'll tow pretty good amount of weight. Oh, absolutely. Yes. How the hell are you going to pull into one of those charging stations with a truck full of hay or or your boat on the back for that matter? They're not (laughs) thinking far enough ahead. I'm sorry. They're just not. No, they don't. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Lunacy. Fascinating because there's another study that say women are actually less trusting and skeptical of EVs. (gasps) That most of the early adopters are men. And, you know, it's just like they they have a high income, but the women were like, nah, we want to have a range of at least 353 miles. You know, we're not getting 61% skeptical. And, you know, it's just like, we're not as fooled as you guys are, I guess. How many, (laughs) how many do you say? How many percent are skeptical? About 61% of women are skeptical of electrical vehicles because they just want range and they can't get range. Okay. Where most men... 
who are early adopters, they're happy with 247 miles. And we know that that's just not enough. You know, you have to be able to get someplace. Right. That'll barely, that won't even get you to Las Vegas because you got to climb hills from Los Angeles. There so so I'm doing the math again. Uh, Uh-oh. Three, Alan math. Three Fuzzy per 10,000 people charging stations going up the hills from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. 7% of the vehicles are electric. 61% of women are skeptical. Hell no, that ain't going to work. <laughs> we still have time. The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Subaru Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Do you hear that, Do you hear that BJ? Are they love? That's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. They're going to love that. Crackly voice and all. Well, we love Subaru. <laughs> yeah, Subaru makes awesome machines. Uh, yeah. the, the good news is I don't have any sponsors that I don't uh, stand behind their products. And I've had people call me, I'm a super, I'll call the president. Anyway, (laughs) you know, well, you know, listen, fortunately, you know, I've had that luck, you know, and I had to tell you a short story real quick. A friend of mine and yours, I won't say his name, Ed Justice, had (laughs) a, oh, did I say it? Oh, poo. Anyway, um, he had a car, uh, his daughter had a car that they bought in 2021 and had nothing but problems. Not a sponsor of mine or anything, but it didn't matter. I knew the president of the company. And um, he says, gosh, you know, this is really sad. We just, we don't even want this car. It's, just, it's been in the shop for three months. This is like the fourth time. I go, well, doesn't California have like a lemon law? And he goes, yeah, but, you know, who wants to do that? So I said, you know what, let me send him a, a text. So I send the president of the car company a text. And uh, he responds. He says, uh, I'm on it. Let me see what I can do. Ed gets a phone call. They say, come down and see us. And uh, they bought the car back from him. Wow. Yeah. And it was, listen, part of it was because of the chip problems that they were having at the time. Yeah. But it is, it, it really does matter who you know in this crazy world these days. It and, does. You know, and, and I, I don't take advantage of that. But when a friend of mine calls and says, this is what happens, you know, here's what I, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, let me see what I can do. But the difference is that Ed, because he's, you know, a man of means, he, uh, he helped his daughter buy another car because she has little kids. and uh, Or I don't know whether he helped her or her husband. I don't know, whatever. But anyway, they bought another car. And so it's like here now they have two new cars. But uh, they went to a totally different brand. And that company bought the car back. So, yes, yeah, like, at least somebody did something that there's a, a silver lining in it is they did it and they, they weren't rude about it or mean about it. They just said, we're sorry, we're, we're having issues and we'll buy the car back. So... Um, and sometimes it happens, you know, they're yeah. buying it back in faith, and that's kind of nice. Right. And But that's remember, right. this isn't just anybody. This is Ed Justice, you know. I mean, this is a man with a, a racing history and a background, and, well, you know, he knows the stuff. But so. here's the deal. It's his daughter's car, but it, it was uh, – I didn't say any of that to him. I just said, I have a friend. 
<laughs> so they, nice. they did the right thing, though. And, you know, I don't know if you saw my post with the graffiti, the cop. This is worth telling a little story. Yes, I saw that. That was very good. I, yes. I went to my building, and, and I went in the parking lot just to tell the rest of the world, and there was a cop. looked like he was choking somebody, and I'm like, holy mackerel. Oh, my gosh. One of my workers, because we're doing a remodel on this building. And, and uh, no, he wasn't. He was um, stuffing a roller in a black bag. But when I first pulled in, it looked like he was choking somebody, right? So he, he had been painting the graffiti on the side of the building. He had had white paint, and he was rolling it. to must I, I didn't even see the word. It must have been a big, nasty word. But he didn't like it enough that he went and got paint and a roller and did it in his full uniform with a bulletproof vest and everything. So I posted picture. I thanked him 50 times. And uh, he says, I just, I didn't, I just didn't want to see that. So I just took the initiative to do it. I thought that is so awesome. You know, that's a hero. Yep. These these are the police officers that, that they don't showcase. That's exactly right. They only show the bad ones. But 95% of them are really solid, good people. Absolutely. So. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, anyway. I'm a car. Uh, right now i'm not gonna i'm just very happy that he did that anyway so what else you got you got about three minutes here to finish okay. up some news three minutes is uh i can get this done uh, kelly blue book came out with their best family cars and uh there's a lot of vehicles on the list but only really one domestic car the uh suvs that topped the list were the honda crv which we all know has been around forever it's a great vehicle the hyundai ionic 5 which came in uh, with about 300 miles range, and people like that one. The Santa Fe, which is their little cute little mini truck. Of course, the Subaru Outback. This is basically the perennial favorite for anybody and everybody, and we've talked how great the Outback is for years. And, of course, the RAV4 is another one. As far as three-wheel vehicles go, the Ford Expedition showed up on top, the Honda Odyssey minivan and the Honda Pilot, as well as our little twins from South Korea, the Hyundai Palisade and Kia Telluride. Toyota Highlander and the Toyota Sienna minivan, which is unusual because there are two minivans on this list. And for families, we know minivans are important, but people have lost, you know, they've lost their love for the minivan, but I never will because it's always been a practical vehicle, you know, and I've owned one. And you ever owned a minivan, Alan? Are you kidding me? I got four kids. I've owned every oh, kind of van great. you can own. Heck yeah. You know, it's well, we funny. Grew up in wagons, too. Station well, yes. Wagons. I did buy my wife a family truckster, a Mercury Marquee with the wood sides when we first got married. <laughs> it was awesome. But I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He's a billionaire. And we were talking about cars, and he bought my little blue and white truck. I don't know if you were in my little 79 Chevy. Mm-hmm. But, so uh, it was the colors of his um, business, which was funny, those exact colors of his business. And so we were talking. He goes, I said, Well, what's your favorite car? He goes, uh, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, come on, really? I mean, he's got, you know, an Audi R8 V10 convertible. He's got, uh, he's got quite a few nice cars. We'll just put it that way. He says, my favorite car is the one that we have at our vacation home in Southern California. It's a Toyota minivan, the, the, not the Previa, the Sienna, right? Sienna. Yeah. He says, yeah. it's a hybrid. He goes, I absolutely love that vehicle that is my favorite vehicle and i started laughing because in in uh, december over the christmas holiday we went to hawaii and uh, we got stuck in seattle and i had to rent a minivan to drive home with my family and i said you know that really was a nice vehicle isn't that funny anyway got a toyota sienna minivan from the rental car place all right coming up next is brian moody from auto trader thank you bj Thanks, Alan. All right. Stay with us. It is The Drive.
Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Subaru and their new Outback. Go where love takes you, says Subaru. Thanks to Subaru for sponsoring the show and making it possible for us to have guys like Brian Moody from Auto Trader uh, bringing the news. And the news of the day is, first of all, uh, whether or not you're a car enthusiast, do you think you're a car enthusiast? Mm-hmm. Brian, do you think you're a car enthusiast? I think, I I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But you guys have evidently the 10 oh, signs. Yeah. So uh, the 10 signs you are a car enthusiast. You don't have to write it down because you can find it at autotrader.com slashed oversteer, which is their exactly enthusiast right. channel. Yeah. So actually, there's lots of cool stuff on oversteer. If you are a car enthusiast, you may enjoy things like, here's a first look at the Hyundai Elantra N, Jaguar and Land Rover are rebranded as JLR. There's a section, there's a a feature every once in a while called Forbidden Fruit, cars they have overseas that we can't get here. This month it's the Toyota GR Yaris. And other things like that, the new Toyota Tacoma, what do we know? So if you like Cars and you're into it, autotrader.com slash oversteer, and there you go. Yeah. Forbidden fruit. Hmm. So I like that one. Yeah, because for those that don't know, Auto Trader is really a place to buy or sell mostly, and they're really spending a lot more energy these days. Brian is on television on, you know, ABC one day, Fox one day, the Weather Channel, wherever. And you'll find this guy all over the place talking about, you know, everything under the sun with cars these days. And um, this autotrader.com slash oversteer is for the enthusiast. Now, he said it, if yeah. you're an over uh, an oversteer, if you're, if you're oversteering, that's a racing term, by the way. If yeah. you're an enthusiast... Are you an enthusiast? That's the question. So here are the 10 signs. Write them down, and you'll determine whether you're a car enthusiast. Starting with? Number one. Yes. Ready for this? Okay. You choose performance over practicality. That's oh, kind of an easy yeah, one. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, that's a car enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. Here's number two, though. You have a parking spot checklist. Mm. In other words, when you're parking your car, there are some things that the parking spot must have or must not have. For example, it can't be under a tree. Mm, okay, uh, it, I get it can't be in the middle or near shopping carts. It 
doesn't have anyone else parked over the line because they might bump. Uh, you always have to park at the end because then you can only get dinged on one side and you get more room to scooch over to the side. Oh my God. That's a good sign you might be a car enthusiast no matter what car you drive. You know what? I swear to you, I would have never thought that I had a checklist for parking spots, but you just but you do you just went through them all pretty much all <laughs> oh my god that's so weird uh number three is you've modified your car's performance or appearance so maybe that's exhaust maybe it's wheels uh if you've done that you're probably a car enthusiast all of the above okay if, if you actually enjoy working on your car you're probably a car enthusiast. yeah okay check that box go ahead if you like to play racing video games you're probably a car enthusiast. Okay. You know, things like I, Gran, Gran Turismo, yeah. Forza, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I probably would be, but I forbid them for my children, so I can't do it. I can't be a hypocrite. <laughs> Fair. Okay. okay, how about this one? Yep. You might be a car enthusiast if you can identify cars by the sound of their exhaust. Oh, or the taillights, or the headlights at or night. The yeah. <laughs> or the startup. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, that's such a plummet right there. Okay. Right, right. Friends and family typically ask you for advice. Oh, there you go. Except my one brother who, who doesn't want to because he doesn't want to admit that I actually may know a little more about cars than he does. <laughs> and, and he's a builder. So whatever I do, like if I'm building something or, or remodeling, he's like, why didn't you ask me? I go, probably the exact same question and the same reason why you don't ask me when you go buy a car. We don't want to admit it's you know it's brother what do they call it competition right? That's yeah, too funny. I had someone say something weird to me one time. So we were at a parade of sorts in the small town that we lived in in Marietta, Georgia, and we took our SUV. It was I think it was a Nissan Pathfinder, and we backed it up to the parade route so that we could sit in the back of the car with the hatchback open, you know, the tailgate open, yeah. and watch this parade. Because in the South in the summer sometimes it can rain even though it's summertime. Right. And this guy walks up, one of our neighbors, he looks up and looks inside of the car where we're sitting there and he's like, oh, is this a brand new car? And I'm like, no, we've had this for like three years. He goes, oh, why is it so clean? What? You don't have to have a new car for your car to be clean, dude. Your car should be clean every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then when I went home, my daughter, who at the time was very small, she goes, he only said that because in their car, there's old food and things laying around. One time I picked up an old bottle of bubbles and I blew them in the car and the mom didn't care. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you might be a car enthusiast if you keep your car clean. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I don't actually fit into that. I used to, but lately I take pride. Matter of fact, when I had my demon in 2018, it was yeah. hashtag dirty demon. And the reason is, is because at a certain point in your car enthusiast uh, period of your life, you get tired of people making fun of you. Oh, you have that really fancy, clean car. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I'm going to have a really fancy, really dirty car. So since it was a demon, I, I hashtag dirty demon. Every time I'd put a picture of it, I did not wash my demon for a year. And it was a black car. So it was filthy. And I mean, filthy. That's funny. Anyway. Well, that wasn't apply to you then. No, well, but I, it did for the first, like, 57 years of my life. Yeah. But anyway, we're not at 10 also, yet. There's if, more, right? If you have a black car, I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. And you have a black car, and they do look great when they're clean. If you have a black car, you just signed up for keeping it clean becoming your new hobby. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. I don't like that. Yep. So I don't get black cars. Well, you know what? I um, was working with uh, Meguiar's Car Wax for like 20 years, and they said the only color for cars is black because then it has to be polished and cleaned all the time, and that's how they sell more product. Well, so of course. I decided, course. well, let's get a black demon. What other color? So this time I, I'm, I'm ordering a new demon, this last call demon. I got silver. Yeah. I got this uh, triple nickel. It's called silver with a black, flat black hood, just so you know. Didn't get black again. That's kind of cool. I yeah. think of all the last call cars, though, I got to tell you, I think the black ghost is the coolest one. You know, a lot of people have said that. Even I think Jay Leno was mentioning that he liked that, too, which is funny. Anyway, what number are we on? Right. What number are we on? We're on number eight. Okay. You ready for this? Yep. You remember people by their car and not by their name. <laughs> the- Often, often, (laughs) often, like when you're, how many times does your wife say something like this? You know, uh, Vicki Smith. And I'm like, no, I don't know. idea who that is. You know her. She goes to the thing that goes, and I'm like, oh, does she have like a blue Tahoe? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, right. (laughs) If the answer is yes, then I know who it is. Right. Oh, this guy from high school. I don't know what his name was. His name was uh, Rufino or something. I don't know that guy. (laughs) Whoa, hang on. Did he have a root beer brown Mercury Capri? Exactly. I know that guy. (laughs) I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Give me number 10 quick. The commercial's coming. All right. You enjoy driving a manual transmission, and also, number 10, you have or will soon have a project car. Oh. Well, all but the video games, I fit right in until I got to the point where I, I needed to have some dirt on the floor of my, my new car. Uh, 10 signs that you're a car enthusiast at autotrader.com slash oversteer and, and forbidden fruit. You might go check it out. This is The Drive, and we'll be right back with more Brian Moody from Auto Trader. Stay with us. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road ahead. This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon, for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. Other than um, heading to Mississippi. Oh, no, that's that's Billy Gibbons. That's the name of the song. My head's in Mississippi. I guess that's what it is. Uh, uh, Brian Moody is joining us. Hold on, Brian. I like this part right here. I'm shuffling through the Texas sand. But my head's but in my Mississippi. Head's in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, talk about an enthusiast. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, the bearded guy, uh, such a car guy. Remember when, what was that? Uh, there was a channel that was called MTV. That's what it was, MTV. Oh, they used to play, what were those, music? What were they called? Music yeah. videos. <laughs> yeah, those were cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that's, that? That was cool. It's a thing of the past now. You have American yeah. Idol and The Voice and all that, but... You know, it's funny. They did a bunch of songs. In all their songs, they they had their cars very prominently located. And so I did a show with Billy Gibbons for a year, and it was called Monster Radio. 
and it was living life monstrously. And the guy is such a car enthusiast. So we were just talking about 10 signs you're a car enthusiast. Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, total car enthusiast. Now, Okay, I have an observation about something. You have a frequent guest on your show by the name of Carl Brower, right? Yeah, yes, he does. He's going to be on he's today. A, he's a car enthusiast, Yep. right? Yep. I mean, no question he's a car enthusiast. He's got cool cars. I think Carl believes the music video for Sharp Dressed Man is going to really come true one day. <laughs> Carl uh, does. Yeah, yeah I, I, trust me. I, I've seen his uh, posts. Yeah, and he'll be on next hour, by the way. So I'll tell him. All right. And then you have... Look, speaking uh, of the past. Yes. Speaking of the past. Yep. Those who remember music videos and Loverboy and ZZ Top may remember the Dodge Omni GLH and GLHS high performance hatch from Dodge at the time tuned by Shelby. Do you know what GLH stands for? It actually stands for something. Uh, good Lord, howdy. There you go. Pretty close. <laughs> it stands for goes like heck. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah, you could say hell. It's goes like hell. Word. That's yeah. right. Okay, like hell. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Go. I forgot about that. Well, those black and silver hatchbacks, the boxy hatchbacks with the cool wheels. Right. It's kind of back in a way. Oh. Dodge has a Hornet. That's their small compact SUV. A Hornet version that has a GLH version. So remember the Dodge Omni right. uh, was the hot hatchback. The Dodge Hornet has a plug-in hybrid version that's got a lot of power. Uh, but now they've been showing a GLH version of the Dodge Hornet that includes a turbocharged two-liter engine. I think that might be the one that you can get in the car. But anyway, two-liter inline four that's turbocharged. The GLH adds a suspension kit that lowers it by about an inch or maybe a little bit more, an upgraded exhaust, so it maybe has a nice little sound, 20-inch wheels, Stripes, GLH logos, and we don't know how much extra power that exhaust gives it, but we're thinking eh, three to five horsepower wouldn't be out of the question. They might be able to get more because they're the actual maker of the car. Right. I thought it was kind of cool that they brought back the GLH name, for the Hornet. Now, this is not a trim level that you can order. This is a port installed or a dealer installed option that you get from using direct connection parts, and it will be covered under the warranty if you have them installed by a designated dealership, which Dawes calls power brokers. <laughs> See what they did? Right. The power broker right. is a dealership. Get it? Because words. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I think it's cool. It's a, it's a good-looking car, you know, reminiscent of the old Omni boxy hatchback. This yeah. thing's kind of a little bit of a hatchback, too. It's not boxy, though. It's very round. That is too Omni fun. GLH, modern form, Dodge Hornet GLH. Pretty that cool. That is too funny. GLH stands for Goes Like Hell. And I have to think Carol Shelby helped pick that name that sounds like something he'd say you know what i mean yes it does. Uh, yeah, especially because yeah, yeah. he would have been a tuner at the time that probably did that so a new dodge hornet glh glh the, yeah the other Think funny thing is <laughs> right i'm oh, sorry i was doing a little carol Shelby yeah no, all right it didn't <laughs> didn't work uh but here's the thing this direct connection thing when i had uh, tim caniscus on as a president of dodge with this new dodge hornet i asked him i said the new demon it's like it comes with or available with a parachute. He goes, well, no, it, it doesn't really come with one. It's available through direct connection. They're really, yeah. what they're doing is they're really trying to separate this performance division. Like Mercedes purchased the brand AMG, right? It used to be yeah. AMG was a tuner company like Carroll Shelby. 
where yeah. Mercedes now has the Mercedes AMG. So this direct connection thing must be their performance parts division or something to that effect. Division, uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Similar to Mopar, like how Mopar actually has parts. Well, uh, yeah. Well, then wait a minute. That's confusing then, isn't it? Because which one is it? it? Is Mopar? Because I was thinking Mopar is that's their performance. And But why would the parachute be available through direct connection? I don't know. That's a question I'm going to have to ask. him on the horn. Yeah, exactly. All right. When we come back, Ryan Moody from Auto Trader says uh, maybe things are getting a little more affordable in the car world. We'll take a break. Find out more on the other side. Autotrader.com. This is The Drive. Stay with us. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And our show brought to you in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. And uh, most most all Dodge products are kind of, I'm going to say that they're built with an enthusiast in mind, if nothing else. And we just heard about the new Dodge Hornet GLH, which there's a trivia question for you uh, car enthusiasts. Ask your car enthusiast buddies that think they know everything about Dodge and say, all right, what's GLH stand for? If you remember the Dodge Omni GLH, what does it stand for? The answer being goes like hell. Brian Moody joining us. He says that uh, cars may be becoming a little more affordable. And, you know, I've been complaining about this, by the way. I was at the Dodge dealer getting my Jeep. There was a Dodge Jeep. Let's see. Ram truck and uh, Chrysler. DRDJ. There you go, all those. And um, there was a nice little half-ton four-wheel drive Ram truck with uh, the little eco-diesel that I like. I've got one of my Jeep Gladiator. And he says, yeah, there's a recall. We can't sell it because they can't get the parts right now. And um, he says, so we can't sell it, so we put it right here. It's kind of in the show. I go, well, what do you want for that? I thought, well, maybe I put my name on that thing, right? And the guy goes, oh, he goes, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not completely fully loaded. It doesn't have a sunroof. But it's got, you know, a lot of the other stuff, 82000 for a half-ton pickup. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so tell me, are things getting uh, more affordable, or is it just trucks that are well, out, of, out of sight? in some cases, yes. The average new car listing price for March was down slightly. The average transaction price for a new car was down slightly, but it's still 
$48,000. So that's a lot of money. However, here's the thing that I think is going to happen is that the average used car listing price for March is up. Hmm. And that I think is going to continue because what's going to happen if used car prices go up, I think it's going to make new car prices go up. Hmm. So used car listing prices are slightly up. Although here's the crazy thing. Used car wholesale prices are down slightly. So what does all that mean? Well, there is good news. The estimated typical monthly car payment has declined. So it's declined only a little. We just said the average transaction price for a new car is about $48,000. And that's, you know, many are below manufacturer suggested retail price for the first time in 20 months. Uh, The March average transaction price decreased only by 1%, but that's about $500, $550. And here are some car payment numbers just to keep in mind. So the estimated typical monthly payment for a new vehicle for March declined 1.1%, and that's $754 per month. That's the average. Now that's down from 762 in February and down from the all-time high of 791 in December of 2022. Mm. So it's good news that the affordability is trending up, the monthly payments are trending down, but let's be honest, 754 per month for the average is still quite a bit of money for people to be paying on a car payment. I'm telling you, it's crazy. But the good news about all of this for those who you know, are uh, driving a car that they like and they can live with it for the next three or four or five years, whatever it is, is that if you are driving around town, and you are, you know, you went and you checked out the 10 signs that you're a car enthusiast over at autotrader.com slash oversteer. <laughs> and you know you're an auto enthusiast. And you see a mm-hmm. little Chevy pickup, a 75, 78, 79, whatever, or an F100 pickup, you know, an old pickup truck. Pickups are nuts, like I said. Yeah. Which means the classic ones that you can, oh, by the way, work on yourself are also nuts. The price of this stuff is going through the roof. Now, not everyone knows that, so shh, don't say anything because then the price goes up. But pickup trucks right now are in high demand. So I went to go buy one the other day, oddly enough, and I had to drive. How far did I have to drive? I had to drive about an hour and 10 minutes to not buy it. So you know what I did? Yeah. I didn't. Let me just tell you, it was the worst piece of junk. They lied so bad until they decided to tell the truth. It was an F-250. It was advertised as an F-350, which is a one-ton versus a three-quarter ton. They said it was a dump truck. It was just a flatbed. And then the guy says, oh, and it's got Dodge Motorhome running gear under it. And I go, you know what? It's, It's too much of a morphodite. But on the way home, Brian, I was... My eyes were peeled for good deals sitting in somebody's driveway. So that's the the silver lining. Brian Moody, thank you, sir. The uh, yeah. website is autotrader.com. If you want to check out something cool, go check out Forbidden Fruit, cars that are made that are not delivered to America and other parts of the world. It's at autotrader.com slash oversteer. Um, another hour to go. And guess what, Brian? I'm going to say hi to Carl Brower, who's coming up next. Tell him I said hi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be back with another hour of The Drive. Stay with us. For you, there's nothing in this world I wouldn't do. 
The word never carries a lot of weight. Never forget, never settle, never surrender. And now Dodge is proud to announce Never Lift, the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up. With the 475 horsepower Durango SRT 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo Dodge Charger and Challenger and the introduction of Dodge Power Brokers, your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts. For more on the Never Lift mindset, go to Dodge.com. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, here in this hour, we're going to talk about, uh, well, some test drives and some uh, more test drives of newer cars and then maybe some other test drives and then some motorsports. Uh, to start off things in this hour is uh, Stephen Cole Smith. I lied. I thought Carl Brower was going to be on. Can you do me a favor, Steve, and uh, act like Carl Brower? Deep voice. Let's see how you sound. I can act like Carl Brower. Oh, you geez. want me to? I'd be more than happy to. You just if I, anything I can do to accommodate Alan, I certainly would enjoy doing that. Oh as, man, that's as great! My, as my father, Carl Brower Senior, once said, "Carl, do what Alan says, and you'll be fine." That's awesome. I'm sending this to Carl. I told uh, who was I told. Uh, uh, who was on in the last segment there? Brian Moody. I told him Carl was going to be on. We were talking about Carl, and then I looked down. I go, oh, it's not Carl. It's because I was looking at something he posted in my brain. You know, I'm at that point where the fumes yeah. affected my brain. So I, so you called me because Carl Brower was not available. I am, uh-huh. I am the second. I'm, I'm second tier all no, of a sudden. No, no. Actually... It was just my mistake. I, it, it, Carl, hold on. Let me see if Carl is available. Hold on a second. Let me just, ah, okay. No, yeah. no, I'm joking. He's not. But anyway, uh, Stephen Cole Smith, everybody. Haggerty.com on the web and Grassroots Motorsports. Uh, motorsports guy extraordinaire. But he also does some test drive reviews, of which I understand. And there are people out there that, that uh, review certain cars that I'm like, yeah, 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 you like all this type of car. You know what I mean? Um, right. And that, to me, that is, um, it points off, if you know what I mean. You are the kind of guy that if you like something, you really like it. If you don't like something, then you you struggle to find what to say about it. So I'm curious. I know you're driving the Ford F-150 Lightning all-electric truck. So let's see how this goes. Well, there are real advantages to it, such as pulling up to the uh, speaker at a McDonald's and you don't have to turn off your diesel engine for them to hear you. Um, It's really quiet. But it's, you know, it it has a 320-mile range, and I can only get it up to about 290, and it clocks off those miles pretty fast. Uh, I'm down to about 200 now, and and you're always doing the math in your head. How much do you have to drive? Where are you going? How often are you going? Yeah. And where are the chargers at? So I, that, my chargers are at Walmart. They're the closest ones to the house. <laughs> so uh, I, I tend to, you know, do my Walmart shopping while the, 
the truck is recharging outside, which I did the other night. And, but, you know, but, it, it charged but, up pretty quick. Wait 350 a kilowatts, so it'll go pretty quick. I'm I just curious because you just admitted to something that I, I'm very curious about. Was that you? No, that wouldn't have, You don't actually... You don't go in there with a cane and Speedo underwear, do you? Just the Speedo with a tank top T-shirt? Was that you? Um, I... I don't see what's wrong with that. I saw I, uh, I saw a video of that on TikTok the other day, <laughs> and I was wondering. I thought that kind of looks like Stephen Colesmith. <laughs> a cane and a speedo. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Oh my yeah. god! My walk admitted. my walker wasn't available, so I had to use a cane. But you know what? It's, BJ just talked about this a minute ago. There's three chargers per ten thousand people in America. When you went wow. to Walmart in your Speedo with your cane and your tank top, did you have to wait in line to get into the charger for your uh, lightning pickup? I did not. There's three chargers that have two uh, outlets, so technically there are six chargers. And the only other car there was a uh, Mustang Mach-E mm. that was charging up. And I've been there before. There was a Rivian But, no, I've never had to, to wait in line to charge at the Walmart. Because if you knew where this Walmart was, you'd be surprised there's anything newer than an 86 Explorer in the parking lot. (laughs) Okay. In 30 seconds, how did you like the F-150 Lightning? I like the Lightning. It's got 580 horsepower, and it feels like it, uh, 0 to 60 in about 4 seconds. Uh, Good payload. Uh, It'll tow just about anything you want. But, man, it's expensive. This thing is close to $80,000. There you go. And used ones are going for that. So it's... uh, it's it's pricey. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. So if you guys go on TikTok, I don't go there very often, but uh, somebody said uh, this could be Stephen Cole Smith. Do I get a commission every time somebody looks at that? <laughs> Speedo? And it wasn't a Speedo. It was Speedo underwear. Oh, so it only underwear. seems fair that I would get money for that. Yeah. Um, by the way, Rainbow Crocs, which are like sandals. I know they're you're in Florida. They... So Speedo underwear, Crocs, a cane, and a wife beater t-shirt, which I think that's not PC to say that anymore, but um, but got out of a lightning pickup, and they, yeah, I thought that was you, but, yeah, you know. I, I still don't see the problem there. <laughs> okay, we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll be right back. And all I do is I don't mind, as we see so shallow. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Shout to the heart and you're too late, darling. You give love a bad night. 
Oh, boy. All right. The network said, calm down, Alan. Calm down. That was not Stephen Cole Smith in the, in the rainbow Crocs, the Speedo underwear cane. The guy's name actually I'll was... I'll tell you, it could have <laughs> been my Walmart, though. I'll tell you that for a fact. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, people go to Walmart wearing the funniest thing. There's actually a jillion videos of things that people wear at Walmart. So when I go to Walmart, I got to tell you, I feel so comfortable because it doesn't matter what you wear at Walmart. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, funny. you're you're in the upper percentile no matter what you have. <laughs> if it doesn't, if, uh, if there's not a butt crack. That's right. All right. So a lot of motorsports going on this weekend. Um, I know uh, behind you is going to be Let's see. What's his name? George Kennedy, who's a big F1 fan. He's going to try and talk about F1. I'll try not to let him. But okay. uh, it's going on at a strange place like Abu Dhabi, 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 wherever the name that's of that a, place. That's exactly where yeah. it is. Yeah, and exactly. I cannot pronounce it, but that's the race uh, this weekend. And the next weekend, it's in Miami, which is probably what George talked about. I went to the Miami Grand Prix last year. It's the first one. This will be the second one. And it should. it's kind of interesting. I think. I think there was a peak in Formula One popularity, and I think it came last year. I, I'm not hearing as much about Formula One or about the uh, Netflix series about Formula One as I did last year and the year before. So I'm wondering if F1 popularity is sort of declining a little bit. I guess we'll know when the TV ratings come out. Yeah. Well, that TV show you're talking about, I think that gave it a little lift. And there are people. Absolutely. I, I'm not one of those people. I have you and I went to an F1 race together about what's it been five years ago or so. Been a while. Yeah, and it was fun, but it was fun for me because you were there and because some other yeah. friends. You know, it was fun, and we went with Shell and Pennzoil, and we got to go down into the Ferrari pits and the pits and the into where they do the fuel stuff. And it's, I mean, it's like. Going to NASA when you're yeah. talking about F1 racing, you know it's it's complicated. You know, I think that might have been almost ten years ago oh, instead of five. It's, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. Um, time I flies. think we went to the first race at uh, Circuit of the Americas. Well, wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. The Houston. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I know. I, let's see. I was under 300 pounds at that time, and I'm not right now. So yeah, it was it was a good <laughs> it was a good ten years ago. <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah, I so, got up and, and my joints only made a couple of pops instead of just <laughs> sounding like somebody is popping bubble wrap next to me. I know, right? It's funny. The years are going by. But okay, so next weekend is Miami. Abadu Jabi Dabi Dabi wherever that is this weekend. Again, I'm not an F one fan, so we're just letting you know where it is. The right. Miami race though is uh is through the streets of Miami, right? Yeah, it's uh well it's it's around the Miami stadium, ah. uh, around the football stadium. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah. The streets will be at Las Vegas. That's, that's what using it the is. actual streets. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's uh, going to be there premiering this year yep. for the first time. Now I'm supposed to I go guess to that. premiere for the first time, I guess. That that's is, kind of redundant. Yeah, right. That's, uh, that's, uh, yeah. that's me. That's a, that's I'm being right. Carl Brower again. <laughs> oh, you're going to get in trouble with him. Um, uh, I, by the way, I got invited to go to the Las Vegas F1 thing. And I thought, you know what? That might be kind of fun because, like you said, Do it, man. it's premiering for the first time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It just rolls off the tongue. It's too easy to say that, <laughs> right. redundant or not. That's right. And then now premiering for the first time ever. <laughs> That's right. So Yeah, we've um, seen that with cars before. Is there anything to watch for? And We have a commercial break in about a minute for this one 
that is uh, happening in Miami this next weekend? Well, I think more people are interested in NASCAR and what's happening in NASCAR than they are in Formula One. Um, oh, yeah. And NASCAR is going to be in Dover this weekend. Okay. There's a race tomorrow. It's called the uh, Worth 400. And uh, Dover, Delaware, on the concrete mile oval, that should be fun to look at. That's uh, coming on, I think, on Fox Sports 1. Right on. At uh, 2.11 Eastern time. All right tomorrow all right well, hold tight let me let me just take this break they're yelling at me again i've been getting in trouble with the network more and more Uh-oh. all the time so I, you know i walmart was on the phone complaining about you know that they now are going to have to put a dress code in or something <laughs> zero butt crack tolerance it's it's man it's wrong i think it's i absolutely- might as well go to target if, uh, if i can no longer show a butt crack <laughs> we'll take a break it's a good place to take a break we'll be right back This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. And thanks to Dodge for sponsoring the show, Domestic, Not Domesticated. And a lot of uh, Dodge in the racing world uh, lately here. It seems like they have uh, powered in over the last, I don't know, what's it been, five, seven, six, seven, eight years? I don't know. Um, yeah, they have an NHRA, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is Leah Pruitt still with Dodge? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, but I noticed that she moved over because Tony Stewart, her husband, uh, right. I don't think they're working with Pennzoil anymore. They got a new sponsor, I think. Um, well, I think it mostly it's Mopar um, ah. that's sponsoring him. She, You know what? She's a class act. I like her. I've always liked yeah, her. Yeah, she and Tony both. I, I really like Tony, and he won his first race. Oh. You know, he's doing uh, alcohol, top fuel. Yeah. And uh, he won his first race last weekend. Oh, And wow. he'll be racing this weekend at the Four Wide Nationals at Charlotte, as, as will Leah. Wow. Now, you in the commercial break, you mentioned somebody got hurt in Dover this weekend or the last weekend? Or um, well, it's, they won't be at Dover. They, uh, Alex Bowman, the driver of the uh, Hendrick Motorsports car, I think number 88, mm. likes to race sprint cars. He's learning in sprint cars. I did an interview with him in uh, Florida when he was racing down here and not doing very well because he's just learning the sprint cars. He's not like Tony or or like Kyle Larson, he's somebody that's kind of new to it. He had a crash in, I believe, Iowa and flipped head over heels and came down so hard on the last flip that it broke a vertebrae. Oh, wow. So he's going to be out for four to six weeks, which is interesting because he's a Hendrick Motorsports driver, and Chase Elliott was out four to six weeks for a snowboarding accident. So Hendrick is going to have to 
just clamp down and say, listen, you guys are either going to race for me or you're not going to race. And he keeps getting drivers hurt. And uh, it's, you know, kind of affecting the bottom line there. So Mm. when you're signed up for a sponsor and all of a sudden there's a guy named Josh Berry in the car instead of Alex Bowman or Chase Elliott, it's got to affect the money flow. So I imagine Hendrick is rethinking his policy of do anything you want when you're not racing for me because uh, uh, that's been kind of a problem. Mm. Well, you're right. I mean, you know, we uh, if you look at the... uh Perhaps I'm trying to think of his name now. The, the the my brain is completely not giving it to me. But the uh, the guy who started Hoonigan, who got killed uh, in a snow oh yeah snowmobiling accident. Um, oh, oh my God! I can What's see his, his name. <laughs> Look at us, right? Um, <laughs> this is terrible. I know. I'm older than you. I've got a I've got an excuse. But. Anyway, it'll come to us when we stop trying to think about it. I know. But, but I know. He was not even racing. He was snowmobiling, having fun. Snowmobiling. And he got yeah. killed. So you're right. For the, the sake of, you know, you're talking millions and millions of sponsorship dollars. And these guys are, you know, getting hurt doing something outside of their profession that is where they need to stay focused on. I mean, it's still racing. But, you know, when you have a contract like that, boy, don't let anything get in the way. Right. Well, there's some team owners that won't let you do anything extracurricular like that because they're so worried. I think Jack Roush was that way, I believe, Mm. to where, you know, if either you're racing for him or you're not racing. So, yeah. What other uh, what other things are going on in the world of motorsports this weekend? A lot of stuff this weekend. Everybody's racing. NHRA, like I said, is at the uh, four wide nationals, the Circle K four wide nationals. Hold on, in Charlotte. I just remembered it's Ken Block. For goodness' sake, Block. <laughs> of course, God. Oh my God! It just went boing. There it is. Ken Block killed a snowman. Our, our minds are too <laughs> caught up with things like lyrics to, uh, you know. Beatles songs and uh, stuff like that, the useless oh. things to actually process important stuff. Yeah, now. exactly. Poor guy. But uh, IndyCar is also racing there at Barbara Motorsports Park. That'll be racing tomorrow, as will NASCAR, as will the NHRA, mm. uh, which will be on Fox Sports 1, I think, after the NASCAR race. Mm. So plenty to watch this weekend from F1 to drag racing. Yeah. Everybody's on the track. Well, there you go. It's funny, I don't seem to watch TV as much as I used to. I think that the, I don't know about you, but the news and the stuff that's going on in the world, it's pushed me away. I just want to go do it. I want to go live it. I want to go experience it. And, um, yeah, I I, I just think that um, it's it's caused a problem. And, And I think the other side of it is... Is that this little this little thing in my hand, this little phone that is controlling my every thought these days? I, I've looked at. It, I thought, you know what? I really feel like this little device is kind of like the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's got everything, in, and then all of a sudden, I go to sit down. I've already read that. I've already heard that. I've already seen that. Yeah. And I, I'll so, tell you, yesterday I was in the waiting room for my uh, surgery, which is mostly me and everybody except me everybody except me was on the phone i counted about 11 people out of maybe 15 that were on the phone well i uh, didn't uh, i didn't know that you wanted to mention it on the air but steve is doing a sex change operation Um, yeah yeah i just haven't figured out which sex so i've got a little bit of everything down there (laughs) 
That's why I'm so popular at Walmart. You never know what you're going to see. I love you, man. One of my favorite guys in the whole world, Stephen Cole Smith. You can find out more about him at Haggerty.com and uh, his writings there. Motorsports expert extraordinaire. A man. A real man. Well, for now. <laughs> well, till next week. We'll be right back with uh, George Kennedy. Oh, Lord. Forgive me, God. Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And it's time to talk to George Kennedy III. He is the co-founder of Cartender.com, vice president of the New England Motor Press Association. And he contributes to U.S. News and World Report, Car Gurus, Forbes, Wheels, and right here on The Drive. The guy's an animal. He joins us right now. Uh, George, um, by the way, isn't it this weekend that they're having some sort of a, uh, you're in or around the Boston area. Hold on. Let me go to this email I just got. Uh, here it is. There is something going on worth noting. The world's largest assembly of Satan worshipers happening in Boston, April 29th and 30th. Oh, <laughs> did you okay, know? Okay, <laughs> I I was previously unaware. I guess I'll have to dust off my Halloween costume. I'm telling you, just for the world's <laughs> to knowledge. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yada yada yada. Largest satanic gathering in history uh, happening in Boston, April 28th through the 30th, 2023. The convention is held at the Boston Marriott Copley Place. Copley, yeah. Copley Place. Well, tell- Tell Carl Brower that's not to be confused with uh, a Hellcat uh, Challenger gathering. I was going to say, is it demons or just Satan? That's a different. Yeah, there's no such car. Demons, as a, yeah, exactly. Satan, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so beware those in the inner around the Boston area. Yeah, it looks, like, looks, looks like I'm staying in this weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so um, you have been driving, and George likes to go very deep because he does the research. Some people skip a stone. He goes deep on his test drive reviews. 2023 BMW M2. What do you got? Well, this is one of the cars that I've been most looking forward to driving all year because the previous generation M2 is one of the best cars of the past decade. I mean, it's for everything that 
that BMW has gotten away from in terms of its sort of core tenants as the ultimate driving machine. Thinking back to the, the car that really started that all, the E30 M3 in the 1980s being lightweight, sporty, but also functional and a good daily driver. The 2 Series Coupe and the M2 are really the one of the few cars that still hold true to that as the rest of the brand has we call it generation bloat. With every successive generation, you have to one-up the competition to make sure you got best in class or you're keeping up with the Joneses as it pertains to leg room, headroom, safety features, all that stuff. So all of a sudden, you know, an M3 from 20 years ago, you know, look at the, the new M3 today and it's fairly recognizable and that goes beyond just the, the, let's say, polarizing front-end design of the M3. But the M2, the one here, is... You know, it's, it, it lives up to the performance. It takes an, a step further in performance. And it's also a victim of, of BMW's current design language. I don't know. Maybe they made a deal with the devil uh, regarding design. But, uh, <laughs> but, but the, the, the design, I don't know if you've seen a picture of it. I, just like the, the other new M cars, like the 7 Series and the X7, and, of course, the M3, M4, it's got this very chunky just absolutely nothing like the past. The only thing that really connects it is the twin kidney grill. Mm. This car is a smaller car. You are a larger man. And I say that because George is a big guy, six foot three, I don't know, six, 700 pounds, big man. Anyway, <laughs> every time he gets it, more, it right? Keeps going up. <laughs> yeah. But I'm expanding faster than the universe. How did, how did you fit in there? So, I think on, you know, if it was the M240 with uh, more conventional seats, I would have been able to slide in and out pretty easily. Once you're in there, it's great. What this car had was the optional carbon fiber sport bucket seats, which were very heavily bolstered. So that's the sort of things on the side that keep you from kind of rocking and rolling as you go in and out of a hard corner. They also had this, like, chunky little piece of carbon fiber, like, in the, the seat cushion in the bottom to keep your legs from sort of going side to side as well. So it was, it was a bit of a, I've never seen a car that, that wasn't either an exotic or, or at a roll cage that was as kind of awkward to get in and out of as this one, because you're sort of negotiating that, that little mini bolster in the middle of the seat as you're getting in and out of the car. Right. Well, I mean, BMW has always been a, um, driver's car and it's a performance car the ultimate driving machine in order to do that they got to keep you in that seat because you're going to be slinging that baby through the twisties so but once once you're behind once you're behind you know once you get in there there's a great amount of space all the controls are right where you want them there's space for your your water bottle and your keys and your backpack it's it still is the functional small performance car that that i was hoping it would be so the last time I drove an M2, I was pretty in- impressed. The, is this a real M, M being for performance, or is it an M package? That just oh, no, no, no. This is the real deal. Okay. And, and I should say that, you know, within BMW, there are, there's like the M line, and that's just right. sort of like the, they almost give that out like, you know, like, you know, gifts in a Cracker Jack box. Every, yeah. Everybody gets an M line. But if it has M plus the number, it's sort of between the regular model and the full M. In this case, that would be the M240 in the middle of the lineup. This is the full-on M2. It is every bit an M car. It's even gone a step further in becoming a more focused, 
more hardcore, more powerful. You know, this thing is a twin turbo inline six that makes 453 horsepower. Oh, for that little tiny um, car. <laughs> it does zero to 60 in three and a half seconds. Oh, wow. It, it corners, you know, with absolute precision. The steering is, the steering response is lightning quick. You look where you want it to go, and it'll go in that direction. Yeah, yeah, and that's the key. You don't look where you're going. You look where you want it to go. Uh, that's right. It's the one thing they taught us in racing school is if you look at the wall when you're driving around and there's a wall, you're going to drive right into it. Look where you want to go, and somehow the hands in the car will follow. It's very interesting kind of a strange spiritual driving physics. I don't know what to call it, you know? <laughs> So it's funny. I remembered as you were sitting there, I kind of close my eyes sometimes when you're talking to become the the listener, the audience. And I have that effect on people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but many, many years ago when the M3 came out, the M3, no, no, the Z3M, that's what it was. The Z3M. Um, this was, oh my gosh, this would have been 92 or something. This is how many years? We're talking 30 years ago. And um, I remember I took at a radio station that I was uh, doing my show at at the time. This show, by the way, that's how many years it's been on the air. I took the station manager for a drive. And he was the guy that actually came to work for this radio station from National Public Radio. And he was a real, just a real kind of a meek, mild-mannered guy. Nice guy. I mean, a really nice guy. And he goes, uh, take me for a real Alan Taylor drive. And I go, all right, <laughs> hold on to your hat. And I would tell you that I took that man for the ride of his life. And I thought to myself, what an awesome machine. And BMW M cars never disappoint never we're going to take a break george kennedy with us more on this little m2 2023 m2 from bmw after this stay with us black and orange straight cats sitting on the fence the word never carries a lot of weight never forget never settle never surrender and now dodge is proud to announce never lift the full throttle rally cry of stepping on the gas and never letting up with the 475 horsepower durango srt 392 and the muscle car dynamic duo dodge charger and challenger and the introduction of dodge power brokers your official dealer for legendary direct connection performance parts for more on the never lift mindset go to dodge.com dodge is a registered trademark of fca us llc Well, George Kennedy III is joining us, uh, freelance automotive journalist, works for many of the big brands out there. You hear like the, uh, what is it, uh, The Drive, oh, that's right, us, <laughs> and U.S. News and World Report, Forbes, Forbes Wheels, and uh, he's also vice president of the New England Motor Press Association. Congratulations, George. You're moving your way up from the trash guy when I first met you. Slowly <laughs> but surely, right? <laughs> do, do, do you ever have young people, young kids come, you know, you're driving this new car, and they're like, whoa, nice car. And they're like on their skateboard going by. And, you you know, for that moment, you feel kind of like uh, king of the world, you know, because you got Honestly, this Honestly, it's yeah. Alan, it's mostly guys your age. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> okay, so I got to tell Actually, a quick story, quick story here. 
I had a, a Viper, and the reason why I bring the Viper up was 2016 Viper ACR, which is the American Club Racer oh, yeah. version with a big wing on the back, and V10 with a manual transmission, and you're talking about a 10-cylinder engine in a machine that is literally designed to be on a racetrack. That's the American Club Racer ACR. The, the, it was designed to be on a racetrack. Zero to 60, you ready for this? Exactly the same time as the BMW M2 for 2023, 3.5 seconds. And I thought that thing was faster than hell. And now today, the new Dodge Demon, the Demon 170, 1.66 seconds, 0 to 60. 1.6. Yeah. It's just, it just shows they can just keep going. They're going to break the sound barrier at some point, you know? Well, and the, the difference is whereas the Viper is this raw thing that if you don't respect it, it will kill you. The, you know, <laughs> they've, right. made this, they've made this BMW M2 like a very focused machine, but yeah. like it's never dangerous. It's, they have made this a very livable performance machine. And, and frankly, what I will say is that it's gone a little bit hard, you know, stiffer than, than previous versions in terms of performance and whatnot. And, you know, even if you look back at like the old 1990s M3, they were never as shake your, shake your feelings out stiff as I think people like maybe put it up on the pedestal. It was a balanced car. And so I think if you're looking for that balance, then go for the M240i, the model below this. It starts at you know twenty grand less, and it still has three hundred eighty horsepower, so it's no slouch. Mm -hmm. And that's, for my opinion, the perfect car is one that's got three fifty ish horsepower, and it can take a corner. Yeah. How much is this car? Twenty twenty three BMW M two. Sure. So the M two starts at sixty two thousand dollars. Our model, as tested, so. You know, the, the specialty color, the carbon fiber seats, as well as carbon fiber, half the interior, brought the price up to $74,000. Um, now, it, it sort of, to give a little bit of reference, the M3, the 473 horsepower, so more poor, powerful M3 has a starting price of 74000 mm. But once again, if you're considering sort of the, the, the in-between model of, like, let me get something that's fun but is not as, as hardcore and focused, that M240i starts at $48,900. So yeah. to give a little context. It's just so, I, I hate to say this because now I'm letting the old fart me out. I'm just coming out of the closet that I am now an old man because that just sounds like so much money to me. You know? Right. Uh, well, I mean, the, the Corvette is still positioned as like that affordable, yeah, world class, and that's a sixty thousand dollar car now, yeah. right? And, yeah. You know, forever and ever, we said, oh, I, you know, fifty thousand dollar Corvette, yada yada yada. It's sixty thousand mm. dollars, right? So, and you can either have that, and that's a, a head turning car, or you could have this, which has back seats. It has a usable trunk. I was able to get two golf bags and a, and a duffel bag and stuff in there with the seats folded. It's it's a comfortable. No, it's a, it's a nice driver. little car, but you're talking $75,000. Holy macaroni. My first house was only $72,000. I'm not that old, but I... See, you know, and that's where you make somebody my age hurt. I know, right? <laughs> right? Listen, my dad bought a house in Los Angeles for $19,000 in 1962, right? So it's like, that same house is probably a million five now. 
And it probably hasn't even been painted since 62. Anyway, uh, yeah, money is not worth what it used to be because you don't get as much for the money anymore. It's, uh, I was at the, the, uh, the Jeep deal. I was getting my oil changed. My Jeep, in 10 months, I've put 11,000 miles on it. And so this is my second, third oil change. Third, well, wait a minute. No, this is my second oil change because you go 7,500 miles. My Jeep is a diesel. I'm sitting in there waiting which I, I actually thoroughly enjoy. I know the car salesman, so we're sitting around BSing, and I'm talking to him, and 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 he says, um, yeah, you got that little diesel. They're discontinuing the diesel in the Jeep. And matter of fact, they're continuing the eco diesel in all of the uh, the Ram 1500. And he goes, I got one right there. I go, how much is that? Oh, he goes, um, you know, 82, $82,000 for a half-ton four-wheel drive pickup truck. Ah, oh, what happened to the value of the dollar? Hold still. We'll take a break. George Kennedy's here. He's going to talk a little bit about the F1 race this weekend. Don't go anywhere. Attention business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's your host, Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Subaru and uh, the all-new Subaru Outback. Go where love takes you, Subaru. Joining us right now is my buddy, George Kennedy. Kindred spirit car guys. That's what we are. Um, we both like Jeeps and off-roading and what have you. Uh, George, my Jeep is 10 months old. I've washed it once. And I have been, uh, today I was over at the title company doing something, and the lady, she says, uh, you driving that Jeep out there? And I go, yeah. She goes, looks like you've been off-roading. I go, no, that's just how it is. I don't wash it. I like, I like to not, let me tell you, it's got these rubber floor mats in the bottom, and they are full of dirt. I like to not wash it. It saves me a lot of money once a year, whether it needs it or not. So, anyway. Okay, you wanted to give me a little wrap-up on the BMW M2. Final thoughts. Yeah, so, you know, it has not only exceeded my expectations for the performance end of things, it shows me that BMW still still cares about making a smaller performance vehicle. My only big caveat with it is the styling, and it's, for all intents and purposes, that's just going to be the way things are for BMW for a bit. Yeah. BMW chairman Oliver Zipsay did an interview with Forbes recently where he said, paraphrasing basically we're doing this on purpose to get people talking about it mm. and oh, wow okay 
I yeah. think, I think yeah. uh, Bud Light did that a little bit here recently. <laughs> it, it, Ooh. Yeah, so Mulvaney, BMW what's that girl's name? <laughs> essentially, they're equating future-looking styling with, with controversy and stuff like that. But oh, we've seen timeless designs, and that's the problem is that, you know, some of the designs from the 90s with BMW are timeless, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't think all of the bangle, Chris Bangle designs from the early 2000s aged terribly poorly, but we'll see what, how time will tell. And, you know, it, the, the, the proof is in the pudding when it comes to sales. And are people going to show up to buy these sort of abstract-looking vehicles, or yeah, is that the whole it. point? Yeah, No, um, and that could be the whole point, is the more aardvark-looking, maybe the better. I don't know, because to me, I'm not a well, big fan of this this grill and all this. I, but. but I think it's, it's a contextual position, because we as automotive journalists get to see everything we're not in love with one particular brand over another you know we try to be we try to be impartial we try to see the whole field wait a minute if i'm 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 in love with a few brands over others but anyway yeah go ahead. i know you are so am i but my point <laughs> being is that you know if you are buying one of these vehicles and as you put it you know the dollar isn't worth as much you're putting a lot right. of your money into this vehicle Boy, you no. want something that you know your neighbor is going to ask about yeah. and in the eyes of the bmw you know, board chair, even if that neighbor doesn't really like the design, they're still going to look at it and gawk at it and ask about it. Right. right. So I guess uh, no, I will, I will know, agree with news that. Is good news. I, I don't know. I listen, they don't make bad vehicles. They're awesome. It's just whether or not you like the snout or not, or the tail end or whatever the silhouette looks like. But, um, okay. You got two minutes on F1. I know you're a big F1 fan. There's an F1 race this weekend. What do you got? Yeah. So there's been a bit of a break. Like there's been no racing the last, basically three weeks it was you know race one race two right back to back or ish and then a three-week break and now we've got azerbaijan grand prix in the streets of baku really cool street race and it's a really cool format too so usually the way it goes is friday there are two practice sessions saturday there's a practice and there's qualifying and the qualifying sets up the order for the, the race on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And qualifying outside of the race itself is one of the most exciting parts. What F1 is getting into now is sprint races and sprint qualifying. Mm. So on Friday, basically they're combining both, right? So on Friday you're going to have a practice, then you're going to have qualifying, and that qualifying is going to set up the order for Sunday. What happens on Saturday is they have another practice session – And then they have something called sprint qualifying, which is essentially a hundred kilometer race. And they're going to have a shootout that's going to sort of limit the qualifying times. And it's, it's all in, in hopes of, you know, I watch this stuff every moment that it's on, right? I'll watch the practice sessions. I'll watch all the behind the scenes stuff. I don't, but they want there to be that, you know, like I said, qualifying is the next best uh, thing to the race itself. They want something that excite, exciting on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to get you watching. Well, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's fun. You have fun with that. I will be dealing with livestock. <laughs> That's been my life lately. All right, George Kennedy the third. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. Pleasure as uh, always. You Thank talked you about uh, the Viper. Uh, the Viper being the car that kills you. Um, I owned one, and, and boy, if there's a car that was out to get me, it was that one. Well, that's about it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Hang up with those food lumpings.
This message is from our sponsor, Subaru, and the 2023 Subaru Forester. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, award-winning safety technology, and up to 33 miles per gallon for go-everywhere capability. It features 74.2 cubic feet of cargo space with an extra wide rear gate opening, making it easy for you to bring along your gear. The 2023 Subaru Forester, the SUV for all you love. Learn more at Subaru.com.